podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode 33 of A Podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This week we are joined by Wyatt where we talk about, you know, life and my plumbing problems and politics and toxic masculinity and piracy and the Vlogbrothers and the Ark of the Scythe book series and Spider-Man and Broad City. And then we draft our top five favorite Game of Thrones television show characters so check that one out, and thanks for listening. What up? We are joined by Wyatt. What up? Um, I think I've asked you before, but do you need a cool nickname? I mean... Need? Ask anyone, do I need a cool nickname? Well, a lot of people come on here, and they it makes them feel cool. So I just don't know if that's something you need for yourself. I don't. I definitely don't need I, it. I need Mo. I need to be <laughs> called Mo. If people call me Aaron, I would feel like a no, loser. No, the only thing that people call me, uh, my ex's daughter, and various lovers in my lifetime have called me YY, but that's not really a cool nickname. Oh, lovers call you YY. That's true. They do. Like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. One time, my my ex's daughter looked at me because I had a. Uh, told her we would go get some ice cream and then i forgot so we didn't and she looked at me and she said why 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 lie <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> fucking little kids um all right i gotta get to our patrons and some i don't really explain is how awesome our patreon is and basically it keeps the podcast going because i make enough money a month off of that through donations from awesome listeners out there that it pays for me to host this podcast and if i didn't have that i probably would have quit a while ago so that's why patreon.com slash a podcast with mo's awesome and then my patrons are my mom hurricane haynes uncle daryl and snappy and we recently have some others they're just on a lower tier where they don't get shouted out, but I still appreciate y'all as well. Um, anyway, living the fucking dream. So what's been going on in your life, man, since the last time you were on? Uh, just a bunch of work, mainly. Got that lady friend, still seeing that lady friend now. So that's cool. Um, I remember a few episodes ago, you were so sad, and now I look at you with your lady friend. That's true, that's true. I the the divorce is all but final the papers are filed we're just kind of waiting on everything to be finalized or whatever so that's right. cool um but yeah things are a lot better got got my place going got my jobs going well so things are good man how are you what's going um, on in your life i'm having plumbing issues i mentioned on the last podcast uh, that we had some plumbing issues and now i have a feeling that we have other plumbing issues is i it you take fixed. giant shits yeah, my shits are just so large. I need uh, shit saws or shit yeah, sticks right. or the shit, shit knife, whatever yeah. I brought up. I saw that. Ago. I saw that post and I was yeah. and it was like some families don't know what a shit knife is. I'm like, I don't know what a shit knife <laughs> yeah, dude, is. That like, was so funny though. It was so good. Um, it had me like questioning my life. I was like, but I mentioned previously, you could like hear like running water in our shower, and so we ended up having plumbers come because we had a leak and they got a fix, and we have a cellar and that cellar was flooding, so that's how I was like, ooh, leak. But now. That whole thing's fine, and I can see this whole half of my house. Listeners don't know what I'm talking about, but you do. I can see this whole half of my house underneath, and nothing's leaking. But when you're in the kitchen, it sounds the same way it sounded when we had this other leak. So hmm. I'm like, I think something's leaking underneath there. Sure. But fuck, it's so much money that I'm like, well, 
fuck it. Right. Right. <laughs> but then again, I know I need to do something about it. So Are you guys renting this place? Or you guys oh, no. Play? No, no. Oh. We, we make oh, house def- payments. You definitely need to do something about that. I thing. know. It's a whole thing. So I'm sure it's just going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but again, patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. Help my house get its plumbing fixed. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm asking out there at the moment. Um, all right. So I know last time you were on here, you didn't want to talk about politics because me and you, we have one thing in common. We both think Trump's an idiot. It's true. Um, people get mad because like I'm more like libertarian than Democrat, but I still think Trump's an idiot. And they're like, but, but, and I'm like, no, he's just an idiot. Like, regardless of politics, just take all the politics out. He's an idiot. So um, that's just kind of my stance. But also, I'm not a huge fan of Nancy Pelosi. And I brought up on the last podcast with Snappy, and he didn't know either, and I didn't know. What is it that she's done recently that where everyone's like, fuck yeah, Nancy Pelosi, she did that to Trump? Oh, or- well, so I, for the record, I'm also, as, as much of a raging liberal as I am, I'm also not a huge fan of Nancy Pelosi for the same kind of reasons that I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton, because I right. hate women. And exactly. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, be, because they're, they're kind of robotic and they're fake. And, you know, um, but anyways, what she did is she just, she's the Speaker of the House. Right. And so she was the one that was kind of responsible for saying no to Trump's wall when he shut the government down. So he shut the government down, you know, which technically speaking, the, you know, the Senate shut the government right. down because they refused to after he said, I'll take responsibility. And right. But, but, he, but, you know, so he shut the government down. He told the Senate, right. that, you know, that he would own the shutdown or whatever. So he shuts the government down. And since the Democrats control the house, the only way to get his wall funding is for it to clear the house. Right. So that's what he was using as his leverage. So Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats start getting a ton of pressure. You know, we got to open the government up. Just give Trump what he wants. Give Trump what he wants. And she stood up to that pressure and right. said, go fuck yourself. And so um, so basically, because what I based on the last one was like, it seemed like a group effort of the Democrats, and she's getting yeah, a lot of the praise. It was. It's just because she's so the guess, Speaker of the House. Okay, so it's like when a football team wins and the quarterback gets the praise, yes. but really like the whole team did it. Yes, it's that's that exactly. It's exactly that scenario. Gotcha. Yes, for sure. Um, and then another thing that's kind of specific to you, but I saw something within this last week, and I was like, I think Watt would get that as well. And I have a lot of friends that they're mad at the Gillette commercial, which I haven't seen. I'm be real honest. I also haven't seen. I the never Gillette watched commercial. it. Everyone was pissed, and I know it's something about masculinity. Versus toxic masculinity, it mm-hmm. seems to be the big argument. And right. the best way I've seen it put is like you look at Disney movies. Yep. So it's like Tarzan versus the bad guy in Tarzan. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Or the Beast versus Gaston and Beauty right. and the Beast. Like that's masculinity versus toxic masculinity. Like you can still exactly. be a man. Right. And I see so many of my friends posting this whole lot. We used to be able to go hunting. And I'm like, dude, literally nobody says, no one's <laughs> saying you can't hunt. Yeah. Like they're saying like when you're hunting, you're not like – Fuck, we're gonna fucking get this bitch up here and do like I don't know. Like I have friends yeah. in high school that were like uh, very athletic and popular, and they got the ladies. Right. And I have one in mind where he'd be like, "Tell me, like, man, just with one now with this girl, that would mean so much to me." And like, it sure in his mind, it was having sex with a girl, but he would say it in a way where it was like sweet and sincere. And then right. the other guys like, "I'm gonna fuck this bitch." <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. yeah, th- that's the thing. You know, when people, when guys get upset about the term toxic masculinity being thrown around, it's either A, because they just don't want to 
look at the nuances of it or whatever. They just right. want to be outraged. Yes. Right. Outrage or, culture. Right. Or it's because they know that they're guilty of some of that. And so they, you know, get defensive. And that's, I mean, that happens to me all the time because I know that I do shit that is, right. you <laughs> yeah. know, not fucking good behavior for, you know, I, I've done the, the, the locker room talk. I get angry and punch walls, you know, those kind of, right. you know, those kind of things. And so there are times when I get defensive and stuff, but you got to be able to be introspective enough to say, you know, yeah, I, I know that I do that shit and it's not good and I need to fix it. Right. You know, and it's not as if that's unique to men either. I mean, you know, women have traits that are toxic as well. Very it just true. doesn't get talked about as much because men's toxic traits tend to result in like, you know, women getting beat up and fucking murdered and shit. <laughs> right. You know, and like women's toxic traits just result in them being really fucking annoying. You know, right. so there's, right. a, there's a big fucking difference. Yeah. There, there was actually a really famous quote um, that's passed around a lot in kind of feminist circles um, that men are most afraid that a woman will laugh at them and women are most afraid that a man will kill them. Right. And and that just, I mean, fuck like that, that, that kind of hits me, you know, cause that's true. I mean, I know I don't want any woman to laugh at me. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what I take from that statement. No, it's, um, no, it's true though. I, you know, that is like the worst thing in my mind. Right. That's like the but worst thing a woman could do to me. But a woman weaponized it because that's all they had. And so it's like, we're in this, uh, yin yang cycle yeah. of, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it is kind of the way it is. And I know that's a fucked up way to look at it, but <laughs> that's always what I think. Do you have any analytics on what percentage of your audience is female? Um, not – I need to sign up, and I could easily for this whole stat tracker thing and sure, things like that. Sure, Through um, Spotify, because the podcast is on Spotify now, I know I have 100% male listeners because <laughs> <laughs> it does track that. All right, good. We're not pissing off 50% um, of our audience then. I know like – Hurricane Haynes, patron of that his uh, fiance listens with him, and she enjoys my wife's song, which I think she'll be on next week after this comes out to talk about books or whatever. I, I enjoyed that you had your wife on um, the the first time that you did that. I was like, oh, good job, buddy. She does really good. She tries a little hard, <laughs> <laughs> and she comes all way too prepared, makes me look like a fucking slacker. But the last music episode that comes out uh, in a couple days after this was going to come out, Curtis said in the one that breaks like. Don't you think you should be more professional, like in case these guys get mad? And I was like, um, yeah, probably. I probably should. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Um, I'm glad we got some details on Pelosi. Knock that off my fucking list now. I was reading somewhere this week, and it's so accurate to something I've always thought, and so I just want to say it to like confirmation bias myself, <laughs> is that a little piracy in a market is good for it. So like people that steal some shit and somehow like, and I always said in college, because I downloaded all of Entourage and, mm-hmm. um, you know, The Wire, all these HBO shows. I'm like, they're just so fucking good. And now I pay $15 a month for HBO now. Mm-hmm. And I have for however long. Right. Because that's an option. So if I couldn't have gotten away with stealing it back then, I may not right. have paid now. There's so. actually a really good video on that topic that the Vlog Brothers put out, John Green and Hank Green. Okay. Um, Anyways, uh, on their YouTube channel, it's it's Hank that did the video. They've done several videos about copyright and stuff like that. But anyways, they're talking about the YouTube system for copyright and how it 
monitors it. So like if YouTube notices that you have copyrighted material, it doesn't just automatically take down your post. Right. It informs the rights holders and then the rights holders can decide whether to take it down. I have a little experience with this. Or to claim it. That's and what if, happened to me. Right. And so if they claim it, then they just get all the revenue. Yeah. Your, your video gets demonetized and all the money gets sent to them, which is weird because it is illegal against the law for you to to post that material. Right. You're breaking copyright law. Right. But instead of YouTube punishing you, fining you, turning you over to the authorities, they just let the company profit off of you breaking the law. So that's why like copyright law is so broken right now because we exist in a world where everyone is a distributor of media. Right. And copyright law was written in a world where we didn't have the internet, you know? Right. So it's a really good video. Um, I think a lot about Hank this Green. stuff. Uh, mine was, I used to, me and Powell had this podcast. I'd upload every video to YouTube. But mm-hmm. once I realized we got four views a week, I was like, just not fucking worth it. You mm-hmm. know, and it was a static image. You know, it wasn't sure. even a fucking video. And But on one of those, I played, I don't know, six foot, seven foot, a uh, little Wayne song I rapped, you know, over that beat a long time ago. We played it because Powell liked it. And I got struck by cash money records. And Damn. they now have ads on that video if it's still up. And... I was like, oh, that's fine. That's how that works. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I mean, there's other songs on there that maybe they would struck as well. Sure. But I guess Cash Money's the one that got it first. So now I've been wondering, like, what happens if Ludacris gets mad? I wrapped over <laughs> my chick bad. Well, he just shows up at your house and he yeah. gets to, like, take all your stuff. That's, that's how probably, that works. That'd be dope. He just takes your wife. That'll be, that's, oh, maybe not the wife part. Just carries but her off. If he showed up at my house, that'd be cool. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> um, I saw this week where Ariana Grande, I don't really listen to her music, but she got a tattoo in Japanese that reads barbecue grill. And I just think it's so funny. She thinks it means something fucking whatever, and it just means barbecue grill. I don't know. Didn't didn't see that, but that's I doesn't that doesn't surprise me though. <laughs> um you ever get lost in thought trying to figure out impossible shit? So like uh I lately get lost on this whole thoughts of how to explain creativity. And it'll be like an hour long just sitting there staring at a wall like, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? No one cares. <laughs> and then I just move on. No, yes, I do that literally almost every day. Yeah. Every day I think about something for way too long that doesn't matter. And, right. Yeah. Or it's like, man, you know what we need? We need three presents. See, if we had three presents, and then I'll like in my head try to work out like all the <laughs> mathematics, like, well, you'd like each one every five years. Well, I think you can just then, ask Rome how that worked out because uh, they had the, you know, Caesar, Pompey, and, um, the other one. The other one that wasn't important. <laughs> what was fuck? What was the other one's name? He's in Spartacus. Um, Caesar Pompey, and then that. Did you watch Spartacus? The show, the TV show. I watched yeah. season one. Uh, well, in the last season, they introduced that third member of the triumvirate. Anyways, they had a triumvirate government, and it, you know they fell. Right. I do think we have to get to a panel scenario, though. I don't know a this, panel. So that's what we. What, so we're just gonna American Idol our government, huh? Well, I'm in more of like a seven person panel, but yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, you mean like the Supreme Court? Yeah, why don't we just have a Supreme Court that runs our country? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really know exactly what the – I know the president obviously doesn't matter because the government worked fine. And in general, we got along fine without a government in our country for however long. I understand like the people that didn't get paid, like they were definitely the worst off and they would have – they'd be unemployed in that world of no government. But in general, like people kind of kept it moving. Like I don't know. I think a lot of people overhopped some stuff. But I'm glad we don't have a wall yet, and we're going to see where we end on that. I'm reading a really good book. Um, the series is called Arc of a Scythe, and it's kind of a YA kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it's kind of it's a mature YA. But anyways, it's a uh, it's this future world where it's a utopia, um, 
depending on how you look at it, I guess it could be considered a dystopia, but it's much more utopian than like most of the dystopian novels. Most of right. the dystopian novels that are like fake utopias are like very obviously fake utopias. Right. But this one, you know, most people are fine. Anyways, um, it is this future where the cloud, like the data stored in the cloud, right. got so big and so full of information that it like condensed into a sentient AI. Oh shit. And, and basically like, benevolently like took over the world and so because it just rendered government you know obsolete because it's like you know so it's basically god right Right. because it's like it is all knowing and all present work out what's right or wrong yeah so it it just tells you what's what to you know (laughs) what's going on and you know makes it makes the laws it enforces the laws and it does everything that government used to do and everyone's really happy also it cured death and so everyone is immortal now Problem is that people still have to die right. for population control purposes. And so um, because he can make the world, he can make agriculture as, as efficient as possible. Right. But there's still limits, right? So the population of Earth now is like 30 billion or whatever. So they haven't figured out space travel? No, they like try it, but it doesn't ever work. It's like really hard. They kind of okay. they kind of gloss over that. <laughs> okay. But, so, But anyways – um. Uh, so, so people still have to die, but there, no one's comfortable with the idea of of the 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 cloud. By the way, is now called the Thunderhead. <laughs> so, right. so nobody is real comfortable with the Thunderhead killing people. Right. So there are these people um, that are made into what are called scythes, and they are the ones that go around and kill people. And so the book is about this girl that gets kind of swept up into being a scythe's apprentice, and she has to learn how to kill people. And well, you mentioning like the size, I want to say my wife has been telling me about maybe reading this book recently, or a student of hers is because once you mentioned that part, I was like, "Huh, this sounds familiar." Yeah, because I remember when her telling me, "I'm like, ooh, they're grim reapers." Yeah, well, <laughs> and yeah, and so and that's like a big like moral thing is, are they the reaper? And the answer is no, they're the scythe, they're the weapon, but society is the reaper. So that's wow. why they're called scythes is because they are just the blade in the hand of society. So when they go to like kill people, the people oftentimes are like, you know, you can't do this, you can, you know, blah blah blah, and. They're like, no, you're doing this to yourself. Like everyone in society is tacitly agreeing to let us do this. So you're all the reapers. You know, we're just the sides. Right. It's a really good series. But I bring that up because you talked about government being unnecessary. Right. Well, and to me, that's uh, I'm sure your book's going to go to where like that's a super like communistic ish government. And yeah. It's intruding on your freedom, and then it's gonna like there's gonna be some part where it's like, do you want to be free or do you want to live in this world? Right. And so yeah. That's how it'll yeah. get there. What's funny is there are these things called charter regions in the books, which are um, just regions that where certain laws are different, and it's basically like the the Thunderhead like experimenting to see like you know right. how, how to run other parts of the world. So in Texas, it is a charter region. And in Texas, there's no cameras inside people's homes like there is everywhere else. And they have a lot more privacy. And also there's no laws. You know, like people just don't break the law because if they do, then people will like break the law against them kind of thing. You know, so it's like the Wild West. Oh, that's Texas. Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. It does sound fun. Um, I really need to get back into reading. My wife tells me all the time. I just I fill my time up with way too much other shit. And it never is going to happen again. That's fair. Um, at the very beginning of the last episode, I learned something. I brought up some ramp again. Is my grandma try to listen to the podcast? And I don't know why she would ever do that. My grandma she was like, I just couldn't handle it. The language was so bad. And I go, <laughs> it is bad. 
that is kind of the what I'm going for. <laughs> and uh, she just could not understand it. Poor grandma. So anyway, I just want to bring that up. Also, I've been playing Spider-Man. I uh, brought up a little bit last week when I first started it. Really, to me, it's basically, I don't know if anyone's other played uh, Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor, you know, the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings game. Yeah. It's just that game with Spider-Man. Like, yeah. it's short as fuck because I'm already 33% through it and I barely played it, I feel like. And, like, things will show up on your map and you can get access to the whole map immediately. Like, there's nothing unlocked or locked that I know of. And I've, like, already collected all of the, the backpacks and collected all the research stage and collected... Like, I just do all those as soon as they pop up because I'm like, well, they're on my map, so I'm going to clear that. So I just don't know if I'm the person that these sort of games work for. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is like Shadow of, of Mordor, Shadow of War. It's also just a whole lot like Arkham. Yeah, and I brought know, that Arkham up series. before how the combat's very similar. Right. I would say this is easier. Yeah. Because, like, Spider-Man, like, I've been before, like, I didn't like Arkham because I don't like the combat style and I'm not that good at it. <laughs> and Spider-Man, I'm like, I mean, I've cleared out every Kingpin hideout like in an hour or something. Yeah. It's just not not that like you just fucking swing away and heal up for a second, come back and fight right. people. So uh, it's an easy game. It's fun. I think the story seems cool, but it does seem like it's I'm progressing through it a lot faster than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I have the game. I played it for like 30 minutes. I beat that first kingpin fight. Right. Right at the very beginning, and then I haven't played it since. Because you know why? It's not Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, you see, you're. I mentioned, a, a, like, last week, I think it was, how I don't have any friends that play PlayStation games. I only have friends that play Fortnite, and that's all that's on my list. Yep. I have some friends that play NBA 2K, which I, I lie, but I'm just, I have to have a new game all the time. I'm a... Uh, I was like monogamous. that until Fortnite. I'm not a, Yeah, you found the one. I found, yeah. <laughs> you that's settled right. down. Yep. Someday that might happen to me when they make uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Online. <laughs> they just uh, keep putting out new chapters in that game, and I'll play nothing else. Um, also, this morning, I watched the first two episodes of Broad City. Um, I've heard if you, of it. I haven't seen dude, it. I will say now, regardless of what I've ever said before or will say in the future, Broad City is the funniest TV show ever made. Oh, damn. Like that. That's rough. That's like where I'm at on it. It's like a female workaholics, but instead of like in California, it's set in New York City. And they're way funnier than Workaholics. And Workaholics fell off after like season one or two. And Broad City's been pretty consistent through five seasons of being like, fuck, these women are just so funny. And they're like, so they done their premiere of season five is all done on Instagram stories. And I just got on Instagram, but I, and I wasn't, I've never even videoed anything. So I don't have a clue what that looks like. But somehow they use that medium to be like, fuck, this is hilarious. They figured out how to even use this and still be. That's cool. Really funny. So. Um, I would highly recommend Broad City. It's on Comedy Central, uh, or you can fucking illegally download it from shit because piracy helps the market. <laughs> I don't know what my what I think the funniest show is, but I know that Bob's Burgers is up there. I'm I really like Bob's Burgers. It resonates. I love the first three seasons, except the first episode. First episode's horrible. <laughs> I like the and first uh, after that, it's good now. Like, we still watch all the new ones or whatever, but it wasn't as funny as it used to be for some reason. To I me. love the first episode because. Um, because uh, Bob's like, oh, because Gene's artistic, and <laughs> Tina's like, I'm autistic, and he's like, no, God, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, he goes, how many matches are on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the first episode only after I learned the original pitch for the show was a family who served yeah. dead people from the mortician next door, yeah. and that's why they did the first episode that way, right. but. Just on the first viewing, like when I try to get Powwow into it, he's like, "This is shitty." Like he oh, hated I love it, it or whatever. I love it. Um, but Broad City is super great. I mean, my other ones that are up there, um, I always mention 
The Office because I fucking love The Office. And then I like Eastbound the and Down. Good. I think Eastbound and Down is one of the most laugh out loud first. I'm like, they're really saying this? And then uh, Trailer Park Boys is also very laugh out loud. Funny for me. Um, oh, one more thing I want to bring up because it's about to come out after this episode does is Big Mouth. You're watching on Netflix? No. Super funny. Um, kind of gross, but super funny. Is going to have a Valentine's Day special that comes out like February 8th. So I'm going to be watching that shit. It's... um. A cartoon made for adults, but it's really about uh, teenagers going through puberty. So you should probably just let 13-year-olds watch it because it's probably the most realistic thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like imagining as if you have a hormone monster imaginary friend when puberty hits. Nice. And that's what's making you do all these stupid things. Nice. And it's just done so well. And it's so funny that you're like, yeah, it's great. Have you seen Sex Ed on Netflix? No, Snappy brought it up. It's though. really like good. A, that's what he was telling me. I know eventually I need to check. There's so many shows that uh, have been coming back on tv like all right in this time period it is really strange though because they're all like 16 year old kids right or playing six they're like 30 year old actors but they're like 16 year old kids right and like it shows them having sex like naked like it shows their dick and balls and their boobs and shit and it's just like no i get it i get you're a 30 year old actor i'm a little uncomfy right I'm also aroused because you're actually a 30 year old person with you know really nice tits, so that's cool. Right. But now I feel bad about Mixed myself feelings. for Mixed being feelings. aroused. You know, it's like yeah, I'm you know it's so it's weird in that regard. Right. But it's like the guys that are into anime and they're like, "Ooh, look at that sexy anime girl," and you're like, "That girl's 11." And they're like, <laughs> "But it's a cartoon." I'm like, "Yeah, but in that cartoon, that girl's 11." Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, it's fucked up. You that you're like you're like really opposed to that though. That's like I like one of your things that like you do not fuck with is like sexualized cartoons because uh, that's why you don't like um Archer. Yeah, I don't love Archer because it seemed a little too much, and it's not even overly sexualized. I think it's weird. Uh, like when I had a friend when I was a kid that was like, and he wasn't even a kid. I was in college and I heard him say this shit. But he was like, "Man, Final Fantasy VIII, Shiva," and I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> the PlayStation One game? Like you got off to that?" <laughs> Just go on the internet and look up. It's fucking... just a bunch of vector graphics. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, so, yeah. That's normally my thought. And I'm, I'm all cool. You can watch whatever you want and like it. Uh, but it is sometimes weird. Like in Big Mouth, I forgot weirded out because they're like, you know, 13, 14. In one episode, it shows like the girls' locker room and they're all preteens, so they're flat chest or whatever. But even that, I'm like, this feels uncomfortable, right. even though it's a cartoon. Right. So sometimes I don't know. I guess. I'm just like pedophilia is the one kink that you're not allowed to have. <laughs> right. Somebody should shame right. that to the right. utmost. Yeah. So I'm just watching this, you know, sex ed, and I'm just like, you know, do I avert my eyes? Is it weirder to avert avert my eyes? Right. Like what? You know, why I, is it weird? Is it weirder that it weirds me out? You're right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> I feel you. All right. So let's see what time we got here. Right, I think we could start our what the real reason you're here. Yeah. Is what we're saying. So I'm excited about it. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. I've gotten some suggestions of top five lists. One of them was top five Game of Thrones characters. I know they've been from the TV show because the person that recommended it hasn't read the books. Um, now we're going to do it a little different here instead of just doing top five, cause we'd probably have 
some similarities. We're going to do like a draft style where we'll each start with our number one and we just can't pick one. The other one's already picked. So we each have a list of 10 to make sure it all works out. And then we can, of course, talk about why they're awesome. And we've each read the book, so I'm sure some of that will come into play. Um, things like that. Yeah, so I just want to say right off the bat that my answers would be different if we were going with the books because everyone's better in the books. Right. And some people are a lot better in the books. Agreed. Like we mentioned, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Right. But anyways. Well, I will say um, like Strong Bellwass because he won't be on our thing. He's right. he's a fun character in the books. That like I know he's Pow Wow's favorite. Right. And he's just not at all on the show. Right. Yeah. So something like that. They just won't appear. Or, and I'll even say, because I don't think this will be on your MIB, but like, uh, sell me. Right? I think he loses a lot. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we go. <laughs> All right. Um, also, I will say, if you've never watched a TV show, Game of Thrones, this probably isn't for you. So, also, check spoilers episode. ahead. Yeah. That's because I'm going to be spoiling everything. So, right. So, I'm sure we'll have plenty of spoilers. Um, definitely catch up and come back and listen to this one if that's the case. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I'll, since you are the guest in my home, I will let you go first. Okay, I've organized my list according to like what ones I want. Right, so. and this is kind of because I know you've never been a fancy football. You've never had a fancy football draft before. I that's not true. Don't oh, make okay. fucking assumptions, you twat. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I, I did. I drafted a, a fantasy football lineup one time, and I didn't know. I thought you made your draft, and then you just kind of you know. You just saw if you won or not, you know. Right. I didn't know you could like change your players or like mm. you know trade players, right? You know, so yeah, so I did that and I did not do well. Well, to me, this reminded me of that because the first I got like um like second pick in the draft, right? And I picked my defense. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> because good. because in my mind, I was like, hey, defenses win championships, man. It's true. If you were in Snappy's league, that's a great call because he makes his defense worth so many points that it would have worked. But, yeah, most t- times that's not a yeah, solid it was, strategy. It was not. But the reason I bring it up is because that's how I thought of, like, I try to remember who you liked. Sure. And be like, well, those I might need higher on my list to get right. there. And the ones I like more than you, I'll just drop down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to see what happens here on the list. So, anyway, you right. get the number one pick. My number one. The best character in the show. Not necessarily the best character in the book, but definitely even up there in the book. Okay. Tywin Lannister. Oh, okay. Tywin is great. He is no nonsense. Right. Right. He's proud, but he's also capable, right? He's not unearned or unmerited, you know, pride. Right. He doesn't take shit, you know, from anyone, not even kings, right? He's manipulative. He plays the game. He plays it well, right? And then at the very end of his life, you find out that he was fucking Shay. Right. Well, not Shay. Uh, yeah, Shay. Yeah. yeah, you find out that he was fucking Shay. And it, that, like, moment, you know, where Tyrion has killed him, or Tyrion has killed Shay, and then he goes to his dad and everything, it's like all of the, the illusions that he had about Tywin being this, you know, perfect... Lannister, you know, it's like, oh no, he's he's just like a lonely old man, you right? Know, well, too, and in addition, if we're speaking of just a TV show, great choice. I, he wasn't even on my list. I've been thinking about it. To be honest with you, um, he is better in the TV show than the book, yeah. definitely, um, because you see a little more of him. But in the book, you learn some of his history, yeah. And when you know that his father fucked a bunch of like 
His, all right, so Tywin's mother dies, and then Tywin's father marries a whore, basically, who mm-hmm. steals Tywin's mother's jewelry and stuff. So, yep. like, Tywin hates whores. Right. Like, hates them. So whenever he you see Shay in his bed, it's, like, even a bigger deal when you know that. Right, right, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. The character is very deep. Uh, yeah. You always feel like— It adds this whole layer right before he dies. Right. You know, and you're just like, yeah. It's really good. And it seems like he always just wishes he could take Tyrion's brain, put it in Jamie's head. If you don't realize, Talon's the father of Cersei, Jamie, and uh, Tyrion. And it's like that's what he would want. He wished it was Tyrion's brain and Jamie's body, but Jamie's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Tyrion's an imp. And And, and that's why I really like um, at one point Tyrion gets – or Jamie gets told you're not Tywin's son um, by Tywin's sister. Tywin's sister actually tells him that. Right. You're not Tywin's son. Tyrion is Tywin's son. Right. And t- and Tywin knows that, and Tywin hates that. Right. You know, because... Well, and then there's... If you get a... We can't get into too many conspiracy... There's always conspiracy theories that the real father of Tyrion sure, and sure, all shit. So sure. that's yeah, where but, my mind goes. But yeah, so, so Tywin for sure. In the books, it, uh, going into his history and stuff... So because his father married this whore and everything, his father like became like the laughing stock right. of, of the of the West. Ruined and, the Lannister name. Yeah, and, and like and so that's why he's such a hard ass, is because he does not want, you know, to have people laughing at him again. And so when he like first came to power as the leader of the Lannister army, he like wiped out an entire house. Um, Castamere's. Yeah, the yeah. Um no no. Castamere was the name of their castle oh their the name of their house was the reigns the reigns of castamere that's why the song is called the reigns of castamere r-e-i-n-s reigns right right you're right um yes that one's a great choice um mine is really similar i'm gonna go with Tyrion because he is the best character um in the book in my or my favorite in the book and then therefore my favorite in the show as well because it kind of goes hand in hand in this one one scenario um I guess Tyrion is one of the three actual favorite characters of George R. R. Martin, who wrote the book. Uh, so we expect him to make it to the end. He is still alive in the show, but he just has the most development in the book. Like you have a lot of inner monologue of people in the books, which that's the biggest difference from the books and the TV shows. Um, so you, when you start out, Tyrion just wants to fuck prostitutes and he doesn't right. really care, right? And then you get this whole fucking tragic backstory. Right. That's like the saddest shit of he fell in love with this woman who like eventually you come to realize his father just paid her to say she was a whore and then made all these men fuck her and crush his own son for no fucking reason. Right. Except for the fact of how dare you love this commoner. And because uh, that's what his that's what his dad did. Right. You know, his dad. You know, fucked around with a his dad fucked around with an actual whore, but the the for Tywin it's the same thing, right? You know, because they why else would they fucked Tyrion, right? You know, and him that was to get his money. So there, it came from a good place, but it ruins Tyrion almost from the start there. Right. And um, he has he just has the funniest lines. That's really why he's my number one That's pick. True. Now I got really upset when they took out a big part of the TV show. Um, in the book, he hangs out with this young Griff guy, and they go up this fucking river. Mm-hmm. And there's this one part where they're talking about dwarfs' cocks being magic, and he has this line of, like, I tell all the women that, but they don't believe me. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. And he has just so many good lines written in the book like that. Yeah. And they get the, – the humor does translate well to the show, but in the show, he's a little too pretty. You know, oh, he's yeah. supposed to be, like, way more hideous yeah. of a character. Um, but Peter Dinklage is such a good actor – that he also just helps a lot for 
for Tyrion. I don't know. I think Tyrion just had to be my number one. I figured it would have been your number one. Yeah. So I wasn't really ready to talk about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel like um, he's just the best character. Yeah, Tyrion is, I mean, is great. And he was certainly on my list. But I think that, especially in the show, they just kind of sanitize him too much. Because in the in the book, he's kind of a terrible person. Yeah. He's, he's not so like – like Tyrion in the show is like this paragon of morality that is like the the guiding voice. All kinds of, of bad luck just happens to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the book, like, like for instance, this is a great example. In the show, Shay goes to like kill him and then he kills Shay. Right. In the book, he just kills Shay well, because she fucked her, him over. He's a, she's asleep. Right, and he see he sees her there, and is like, "I'm gonna fucking choke her and kill her." Right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, the book Tyrion, I think, is a lot um, more interesting. Right. I think they just kind of sanitize him too much in the show, so that's why in the show version list, he's a little lower for me. Right, and I, I could definitely see that. Um, and like I said, Tyrion not an interesting choice, but he's just really good. When you watch the show, you have. If you're not like, oh, I wonder what the fuck happened with Tyrion, then I don't know like what show you're watching. Right. <laughs> right for I, sure. I do just wish they kept in all the young Griff shit and then him meeting Penny. And yeah, the that was a great. I, I the, liked all that. Yeah. So, so Penny is a character from the books that was actually one of the jousting dwarves um, in Joffrey's wedding in that whole scene. Right. And so he actually gets involved with her and finds out that that jousting and the problems caused by Joffrey's assassination and stuff got her brother executed. So right. he feels like really responsible for that. And he kind of takes care of her because right. she's kind of, kind of, then he gets feelings dumb. for her, but he's like, well, a dwarf can't get with the dwarf just cause she's a dwarf. And he gets all weird about that. Right. It's just right. all fucking weird. In right. General. Um, but all right, what is your number two? Uh, number two, Davos Seaworth. Uh, he was on my list. So I'll take yeah. him off here. Yeah, Davos for sure. So I really like Davos. He's the voice of the common man, you know, and he's also really like one of the last good guys. Right. And for anyone know? that's unfamiliar, if you're not like a huge fan, he is what you would call the Onion Knight or he hangs out with Stannis. Um, he doesn't have his fingers. I'm trying to yeah. throw things out there for people who are like, uh, right. Who right. Davos, so. Yeah. So Davos, um, really like him cause he's earnest. He's, he's a true believer, um, you know, in Stannis, then he's a true believer in John and he just wants to believe in something. He wants to be purposeful. He came from nothing. Right. And, you know, he came from flea bottom and he, now he's a Lord and he's, you know, provided a life for his sons and then a bunch of his sons die and, you know, it's he's kind of had a hard time. Yeah. Um, I really love the scene where <laughs> um, Jon Snow and, and Daenerys meet for the first time. And one of Daenerys' servants is like, you are addressing Queen Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen, first of her name, rightful queen of the Andals and the First Men, breaker of chains, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, Defender of the Seven Realms, and Mother of Dragons. And then John just kind of looks at Davos, and Davos says, This is Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, he's, he's king in the north. <laughs> right. Yeah, Davos is great. Um, the only thing I don't like about him is I don't like how loyal he is to Stannis. Like, in the book, it annoys the fuck out of me. And in the show, probably even more, because of what Stannis does to his daughter... In that whole scene, right? So like, here's the thing. Depending on what choices you make, you might find 
that Stannis is on my list. Oh, I know. I, I had a I, feeling. I, I know you really like Book Stannis. Book Stannis is the best character because Book Stannis hasn't burned his daughter yet. Yeah. And right. so we'll talk more if that if that happens to be on my list. But right. I love how loyal he was to Stannis. I love his loyalty. You know, he just he wants to be a part of something and he's loyal to whatever he's a part of. You know, and it's not like his loyalty is fleeting. Right. It just, you know, Stannis died and he needed something else to believe in. And then he saw what happened with John. Right. You know, and so then now I mean, he believes in John. He's a great guy. He's a super good guy. But you're just like, just get on a boat and fucking go to the Summer Isles with your homies <laughs> and just get the fuck out of here. Like, why right. are you here? Because right. all of his kids are dead in the show, right? Yeah. In the show, I think all of his kids are dead. His whole family yeah. has been killed yeah. by him sinking with. That's where you're like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. That's, that's true. like where you get annoyed yeah. at it. But in the show, I think good- he has two or three sons left because i think he had like seven sons or some crazy mm, yeah, shit yeah. in the book it was a whole bunch um all right my number two i'm going with another fan favorite just because um as a book reader i think they're the they're probably like some of the chapters you look the most forward to which is aria i feel like aria's story um she's way fucking younger in the book and it's always hard to distinguish if you've watched the show and you read like because mm-hmm. you're just gonna imagine the actors but um she has a lot of growth for the worse like right her storyline she becomes a corrupted human being like you can right. tell she's gonna have ptsd she's gonna yeah. be a broken person yeah. it's n- not good for her they don't i don't think maybe it comes across in the show to some people i don't think so but i think everyone in the show when they're when they see her kill someone they're like yeah fuck yeah Arya, you're a badass <laughs> but like in the book when she kills someone you're like god damn it aria like right you don't even know the fucking repercussions that that's gonna well, have on the your first psyche. time she kills someone um in the books, if I remember correct, when she's uh, leaving King's Landing, right? Like you feel so bad for her or whatever. I, I don't know. It just is crazy. Anyway, Arya is great. Um, her going over the seas and becoming a faceless man and getting into that thing. Now, if you know some behind the scenes shit of the books, there was supposed to be a five year gap between book three and four, and then book four was going to start and it's going to be like, all right, now she's trained. So they've rushed all that way too much to where now some of it doesn't make sense. So TV show Arya annoyed me at the end here where she gets stabbed a bunch and then she just like keeps running yeah. forever. And yeah. like she always now she can't die. She's she slides immortal. on her stomach like across like cobblestone <laughs> right. and you're just like, oh, like. Why are your guts hanging out, girl? Right. Like, do you need you need stitches? So I don't <laughs> like how they handled that. But yeah. up until then, like, she's just so interesting. You're always like, you know, she's the one they're going to end the season with or start the season off with. Of like, ooh, what's happening? You know, they right. they have all those moments with her. My thing is, if this was the book, if this was a book list, Arya would definitely be on there. Right. But right now, on, for a show list, she's not even on my top ten. Right. Because to me, they just her whole character is, you know. She's not like you shouldn't be celebrating what's happening to her. But on the show, like I don't even think it's the acting because I think Macy Williams does a good job. It literally is the story arc, right? The way they make it, right? It, you know, like because in the show, she is just desperately trying to find somewhere to be safe and be accepted, right? You know, or I mean, in the in the book, in the show, it's like she wants to be like a badass, like you know i'm murderer. the best fighter ever yeah and it's you know that said was really cool when she fought brianne yeah that was a cool scene it was that was cool there was really good choreography they've to that done scene. some good 
fan service shit. Yeah, and that's my big problem with the show overall is after season four when it got ahead of the books, they didn't right. have the kind of guiding nature of the books, and so they just said, let's do all the fan service. Right. Well, and season five, that. they had a little bit of some of the books, but they that's where they threw out a lot of Tyrion shit and all that. So that's when they were like, let's speed this up for no fucking reason. And then now they're like, oh, shit, we're at the end. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, all right. What is your number three? Number three is the Queen of Thorns, Olena Terrell. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, for Especially sure. for the show. Especially yeah. for the show. Because in the book, she's only in like one chapter of the book. Right. And then she's mentioned a bunch. Um, but in the show, you know, after her like first season two performance or something or season three or whatever, right. after that, they were like, oh, shit, like – you're really good. Yeah. And so they just like made a much bigger role for her because in the book, she just, she shows up for the wedding and then she fucks off after the wedding and then you don't see her again. Right. Um, but no, I love her acting and I love, she's, she's basically just a much better, much wiser version of Cersei. Yeah. You know, she's better at the game than Cersei, but Cersei is crazier. Right. You know, and so Cersei Cersei winds up winning, you know, by blowing up the sept, which is not something that Olena would have done because she's not that deranged. But she's but if if Olena was in that same situation that Cersei was in, she would have found a way out of it because she's just smarter than Cersei. Mm -hmm. She would have found a political way out of it. But Cersei was just like, no, I'm just going to flip over the chessboard. You know, and that's interesting in its own right, I guess. But I just like looking at Alina and saying, like, if Cersei wasn't so crazy, this is what you could have been. You right. know, you, you, Cersei could have been better because she has a better family name. She has more money. You know, she has more connections. If yeah. she had just had patience and more cunning and wisdom. You know, well, and, and when you the Queen violence. of Thorns has all kinds of stuff of like her son's an imbecile, so she's actually been the one that's been running the game, running their house, like, right? And the fact that their region is the most pro like problem with food, and she like so she's re- super and fucking important, yeah. And she uses that really well. Um, they're all like woman power in a fictional world of that's just not a thing, right? You right, know? <laughs> whatever. And their whole yeah. house is all for that. Sure. Her grandson is gay, um, and she's totally kind of okay with it, which seems right. probably different for most people's reaction in that in that area. Right. So yeah, I think. And another thing, going back to the books, yeah. she's not a Terrell in the books. Yeah, her name is not Alina Terrell; it's Alina Redwine, because she didn't take her husband's name right. when they got married. Yes, <laughs> which is you know a big middle finger to the patriarchy in you know in a yeah. world that doesn't really accept that very much right. so she's just well, there's her, a lot of badass stuff her casting that. was good for other reasons too like if you go look at a picture of that woman when she was young she looks just like marjorie yeah and you're like god damn that's crazy yeah it's pretty cool um all right my next one i'm gonna go with for my number three i'm gonna go with varies oh that's so funny that's so funny why is that funny? you'll see why in a second go ahead okay go ahead um i really like varies i think uh I feel like your next one will probably be like Littlefinger or something. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, that. that's... Uh, he's the good version of Littlefinger. <laughs> right. And so therefore, uh, you don't have to be like, well, he's the bad guy. Like, I don't know. They're very close to me. Like, I have them both on my list. Right. Um, I just enjoy Vari's backstory a little more mm-hmm. than uh, Littlefinger's where he comes from, is it Pintos? Yes. Um, well, and- no. It's um, uh, he, he was in Pintos after the fact, but he comes from Lys. 
Okay. And yeah, and so someone cut off his penis, sold him into slavery, blah, blah, blah. That's one of the problems I'm considering. The interesting part is when him and his homie, Alirio or whatever. Alirio, yeah. Alirio. Um, whenever they make this whole thing where, you know, Vari steals from them and then the other one comes and is like, well, I'll get it back for you. Yeah. And they run this fucking business and that's how they make money. And then that's how he gets all these connections. He learns about stealing secrets and documents and he has this whole fucking spy web across the world, which yeah. – is just really fascinating in of itself. It's like it? children armies. Yeah, like. this children army that's the internet for him, basically. <laughs> and um, he's just really interesting. And he's a friend to Tyrion, my number one on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he really, really needs it, and he's you know, he really does have the best interest for the realm and the common folk at hand. Where I think no one else in the show does. He is the only one that actually does care about the common folk. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that um, Varys is super good character. Right. Um, in the books, it's not so clear that he's a good guy. True. Because in the books, he's – because you mentioned young Griff. Yes. Earlier, that character that Tyrion hangs out with. So young Griff is a secret Targaryen, or at least that's what people are claiming. He is another one of – he's one of Rhaegar's sons that got spirited away by – Varys and secretly trained to become king one day and all that stuff. Um, Some people think that because there's that prophecy both in the book and the show that they say the dragon has three heads. So I think that means there's going to be three rulers, you know, going forward. So people think it's going to be Jon Snow and Cersei. I mean, Jon Snow and Daenerys and then maybe young Griff or maybe Tyrion or whatever. Um, So anyways, in the in the book, that's Varys's goal. He wants to put that kid on the throne. And what's really cool about it is there's a lot of speculation that that kid is not one of Rhaegar's sons. Right. He is just some kid that Varys has molded right. to become king, you know. And that I think is really interesting and cool um, and shows kind of Varys's manipulation uh, skills. In the show, it's much more just clear that he just has the common interest of the people in in mind and i think that makes him less interesting it does but i think if you you can look deeper into it like when you're like wait if he's friends with the guy who sold daenerys to uh to cal drogo like if you really start to think about it of just the show you could get to where like oh this is interesting but they just don't bring it up like they're just not like oh are you the guy who sold daenerys you know Like, they just, I don't know, they just gloss over that very casually. All right, so yeah, your next one you said was Littlefinger. Yes, so that's my number four, right? Uh, Yeah. So my number four is Littlefinger. And I, he, again, he, be, you like Varus because he's the good version of Littlefinger. I like Littlefinger because he's the evil version of Varus. Right. And, um, you know, I just like him because we, we, they talk about his childhood a lot and how he had a big crush on, on Catelyn and she you know didn't want him and so he like fought this duel with brandon stark with ned's brother and got his shit fucked in you know and so now he like he like learned he was like i'm not gonna win at their game you know i need to play my own game and so he became this you know he like seduced liza to get connections eventually killed her to take over. Right. Now he's like got her son basically like brainwashed, you know, into like loving him. And, you know, now he's captured 
sans us and he's and he's gonna in the book he's in the process of like brainwashing her right because in the book the sansa story is totally different well it's kind of the same it's just that we don't know if it's gonna go the direction it went like she's never went back to winterfell or any right. of that yeah so she's, just she's got still to a, that point. she's still at the eerie and she's basically being taught the skills of courtly intrigue right um whereas in the in the show she just kind of like came down with black hair one day and right. was like i know courtly intrigue now but like and i feel like this is a scenario if we that the show wasn't involved little finger may be higher than varies for me right but in the show he's way more pedophilia sure and i guess sans sure. is 17 years old now and in that world that's probably adequate right but it's still i think weird for a 40 year old to look at a little girl and it's like it looks like the girl i used to love right, like, right. there's a creepy factor yeah right? for sure definitely and there. in the books i mean she's like 13 sans is like 13 right and, it's and he's little- still like that he don't i don't I don't, he like kisses her in the in the um, book at one point, but he's never he never like comes out like he does in the show. Right. Sansa and doesn't like know. I want to marry you. Right, you know? Sansa doesn't know if it's just him being nice or him being creepy. Right, like a little bit. Of, but also in the show, he gives Sansa to Ramsey, and I think right that's like a horrible. That's like yeah. As you as just a human being watching this show, you're like, oh, what a day. And it's also just not a great political move. Right. I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for right. what he's wanting to accomplish. It, all it did was set up the Ramsey, the, you know, getting revenge on Ramsey, yeah. and then getting revenge on Littlefinger. Right. <laughs> so. It's just a, a big old plot difference. So, so that's that's why he wasn't higher on my list because he's one of my probably top three as far as the books are concerned. Right. Pushed him down to four because the show version after season like four is not great. Although I do love that moment with Cersei uh, in the show. And I think it might be a moment in the books too where he's like talking shit to her and he says something about how like knowledge is power because he knows about her and Jamie, and he's like holding that over her head. Right. And she's with the Kingsguard. And so she says, um, you know, arrest him right and then they go to arrest him and she's like no actually kill him and they draw their swords and then he's like no change my mind leave him alone and he's like freaking out you know he's shitting himself and she walks up to him and she's like power is power right (laughs) yeah and well and he has that whole uh chaos is a ladder speech yeah yeah, was like going over all and that one was always a good little speech of his whole thing is like if everything crumbles and I'm still here, maybe I can jump up a few pegs. Yeah, like that's literally yeah. his only goal. Yeah, and that's that's why I really love Varus. One of Varus's quotes about Littlefinger is he would let the kingdoms burn if he could be the king of the ashes. Right. And, I, you know, I, I admire that commitment. Yeah. You know? Varys and Littlefinger are definitely a good counterbalance. Uh, I just need – I need the Night King to turn him into a white and just see him, like, counseling the Night King. Yeah. <laughs> No, what do we need to do? <laughs> What's real weird is if you watch um The Wire and he is the he runs for mayor on the wire in like season four, uh the Peter Baelish character, and he has like a thick Boston accent. And you're like, <laughs> whoa. And it just throws you off, right? Um All right, man, these are so hard. Cause I mean, I, I did put them in order, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't right. know if that's where I want to go with or not. Um I'm gonna go with Sam. Because as the only real fat character in the show, I just relate to him. And he uh, I like the way he is the oh, the only Sam is John's friend, he's the fat one at the wall, and he's basically the character that the author, George R. Martin, has just made himself in the show. Right. right. He's like he's the one that's gonna write it, and then he's the writer and the intellect, and he can't lose weight. And he has the worst <laughs> sex scene ever written in a book. <laughs> Where when he finally loses their virginity, it's like in his fat pink mask or something. <laughs> like I'm like, just because you're fat doesn't mean your dick's fat. That's just not how this works. Um, 
But anyway, Sam's great. And the show, they've made him a little cooler, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. Uh, I mean, he kills a white, yeah. which is like a Not, big... He doesn't kill a white. Oh, he kills a white walker. White walker, you're yeah. correct. Um, which is a big fucking deal. And, First one that had been killed in centuries. Right, and then that's why I call him Sam the Slayer. And then he gets in... Because in the book, it is just a white. Right. It, you know, and, and even, even then, him just saying, I killed a white, everyone makes fun of him. Right, for, well, because... He's so bad in the early on in like training. Like John has to right. stand up for him because he just refuses to learn to fight, <laughs> right. even though he's so big. And he's, uh, for lack of a better word, what we'd call a pussy. You know, <laughs> like that's just what he is. Sure. But he's been sent, and his backstory is tragic as well. Like all these characters, his yeah. father, he was too girly for his father basically, and his father mm-hmm. had another son who was the boy he always wanted. So he's like, "Well, fuck you, Sam. You go live at the wall because I don't want to see you." And that was just always, you and know. And if you don't, I'm going to kill you. Right. So that your brother can inherit your right. shit. And goes, he says, I'll kill you, but it'll happen on a hunting trip so that everyone mm-hmm. will think it's an accident. Like, yeah. tells him straight up. So you always feel bad for Sam. Um, he finds his place at the wall, which is great or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I said, he, fi- he gets Gilly, which is uh, this inbred woman from <laughs> this <laughs> snow cabin. And I don't know how they're going to handle it in the book. I hope it's not the way they've handled it in this show, but in the show, you know, he goes to the Citadel. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, right in there. And she comes with him and, you know, he's going to try and become a maester. But then I think he ends up leaving at the end of this last season. Yeah. Um, it's all really fascinating. Now, I think they hint at it in the book with this Pate guy and the epilogue or something. Right. I think they're right. hinting at some of the shit coming right. in the book for Sam. But um, I just always liked Sam because. Really, it's because he's fat. I know that's weird, but like I'm just a fat person, so therefore I relate to people who look like me on television. And uh, he's a sweet guy and real smart, and so I'm going to choose him with my number four pick. All right, so that means we're not going to get to Stannis, but I'm giving an honorable mention oh, well, to can, Stannis the Manus. Yeah, we Baratheon. can go. We'll go to all the ones we left on our list that we didn't get to. <laughs> but anyway, so my my number five then will be, and this is something a character that wouldn't be on my list at all if it was the show. I mean, if it was the book, I mean, right. because he's just not really in the book except for like one scene. Right. But in the show, he's a much bigger deal, kind of like Alina um, yeah. Terrell. And that is Braun. All right. Had him on my list as well. <laughs> Braun is hilarious. He has all the best one liners. Yes. He's also just kind of a very earnest, you know, he is what he is. There's not a whole lot of, of he doesn't deceive people. He's very clearly, you know, a cell sword through and through. Right. And, uh, you know, he's going to sell you out for the right amount of money. You but know? he's honest about it. Yeah, but he's honest about it. Because he tell, I mean, he, he's like the Tyrion, most honest, non-honest person. Right. So Tyrion tells him, you know, hey, if anyone ever offers to use money to tell to sell me out, just know that I'll pay you twice as much. Right. And then that buys his loyalty forever. You know, like right up until Tyrion's arrested and can't pay him anymore. And then right. not so much. I, I really love the scene in the in the movie and i think that this is one of the scenes he's in in the books too maybe but or not the movie but the show right um where he goes to visit Tyrion because Tyrion needs a champion for his trial by combat <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's and he's like braun you know be my champion and I'll, and I'll pay you twice as much as last time or whatever and braun's like well you know your sister gave me a castle you know she gave me a wife gave me a title and you know what i mean what are you gonna i mean yeah let's say that i fight the mountain you know, maybe I I can be faster than him and I can and I can do it. Maybe. But I might just die. So I'm just going to take the castle. 
Right. You know, but like you can tell that he does like Tyrion. Right. He does respect Tyrion. And Tyrion doesn't even get mad. And he wants to defend Tyrion, but at the same time, like he's not going to fight the fucking well, mountain. Are you kidding me? Like it's a town the TV show cuz I don't know I don't remember if it is in the book or not. It's just been a while since I read them. Uh, it's so such a contrast to the first time of Tyrion be like I need a champion and Bronn was like sure. Right, because Bronn knew he was gonna, you know, fuck off. Right, whatever his name and was. And then I've heard George Some R. Martin, no name soldier, has said like the name Bronn is so obviously a dumb name. You know, Tyrion's the brain, and this is the Bronn. That was like almost a placeholder name for that <laughs> character to save him and see in book one. And he just isn't even supposed to be a big deal, right? Right, and like how you know he didn't expect that character to you know to be such a fan favorite right. or whatever. And I do think that is interesting. But I, I think that that name belies you know real intelligence because i think braun is smart yes you know um i think he's cunning um and he fights smart i mean that's why he's a good fighter i would put braun on a list of top five fighters you know right up there with like you know the sword of the morning and and rhaegar and barristan just because he fights smarter than any of those people. right he's like a cheater yeah exactly (laughs) perfect yeah he he plays with cheat codes on exactly uh hmm all right my number five i'm gonna go with jamie because I think Jamie has the most uh, range in yeah. the show and book as he far does, as like sure. you hate him so much when the show starts because he fucking pushes Bran out of a window just because he's fucking his sister. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and yeah, he shouldn't have, right? Of course, all that's wrong. <laughs> but by the end, you're like, I really hope good things happen to Jamie. <laughs> so they they find a way. Yeah. And even in the book, the book probably even more because like you get his inner monologue of like, yeah, it's not even creepy. He's in love with Cersei in the book. It is when you step back, but like right. you feel bad for him more. Right. And Cersei, it makes it seem more like she is taking advantage of yeah. him. Yeah. Then it sure. makes it seem in the show. And it, it, I don't know. He was just like he was like the kid that was good at sports, and everyone pitched him up on all this shit. And now he's stuck playing college football, but he hates it. Right. right. Like it's some sort of that. Yeah. In there. And um, he also doesn't rape Cersei in the book. Right. So that was a really weird thing that they added to the show. Right. Um, which was really strange because so like in the show, uh, their son, <laughs> um, Joffrey, dies. And at the same time, Jamie has just recently gotten home from being like a prisoner of war. And Cersei has been kind of like icing him out. Right. After he shows up. Um, and so like he's all grieving and everything and she won't, she's ignoring him. And so he just decides he's going to like rape her like on the floor next to their son's coffin. Yep. Really weird decision for the show to make. Um, but anyways, in the book, Jamie gets back after Joffrey's already dead. And like, as soon as Cersei sees him, she's like, take me now. You know? Um, so it's just weird that they went that direction in the show. Right. But through Jamie, you also get the whole Kingsguard history and like what it does and all those rules. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, his involvement in Robert's Rebellion, killing the Mad King was like, so once you finally learned that, because they all call him Kingslayer, basically everyone in the world fucking hates him for killing a king, even though they all hated that king. And right. he still gets shit for it because right. he was sworn to protect the king. And he's really like, motherfucker, he was going to burn all these motherfuckers alive if right. it wasn't for me. Right. Millions of people would have died, and yeah. all y'all can do is call me Kingslayer all these years, and then they cut off his hand, and yeah. he has to learn how to fight with his other hand because he actually is the best fighter in the world or whatever um, is what they act like. Yeah. Any before, he's, before. I mean, he's definitely like top three. Right, and so he has to learn how to fight with his other hand. He gets bronze help for that in the he show. Does, yeah, yeah, in the show. And in the books, I prefer uh, Ilan Payne. Right. 
being the one who does it because he can't talk, and so he gets someone who can't, can't talk about how shitty he is. Right. Um, but yeah, Jamie's just such a deep character, and you feel for him, and you're like, hopefully he, you know, he's gonna be the one that kills Cersei because the prophecy, right? Like we all have gotten there, I think, by now. Yeah. And um, and in the show, in the book, he is he is already the, he's starting to fall in love with Brienne in the book. Yeah, and he is he's definitely already kind of cut ties with Cersei in the book. He right. leaves to go do the stuff that he does in the show in River Run a lot earlier in the book. He doesn't do the whole Dorn thing right. first, and so um. He, uh, so he gets a letter from Cersei once she gets arrested, right. asking her to be his champion, and he throws it in the fire. Right. So he's cut ties with her in the books a lot sooner, which I think is you know more true to kind of his character. Right. Well, he's falling in love with Brienne, and he's seeing yeah, kind of how Cersei book, manipulated that's a bigger, him. That's a way bigger deal. Like Brienne in the book is into Jamie, but it's like never going to happen. He's he's a dreamy, dreamy <laughs> guy, and look at right. me. And Jamie is like. I've only loved my sister, but this manly looking woman next to me, she's looking all right. You know, and yeah. I've never felt this way to someone that's not my sister. And so, like, they, it's very strange, but they just leave a lot of that um, sexual tension out. Yeah. And in the show, it's all like Tormund and Brienne. And they're going to. Really weird. Right. Kind of came out of nowhere. They're both tall. I think there's a really funny scene in the, mo- in the show between uh, Cersei and Brienne uh, at the wedding um, right. where. She's like, do you love my, do you love him? Talking about Jamie. Right. And Brienne doesn't know how to answer. So she says, like a brother, your grace. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one is good. Actually, uh, I was rewatching some episodes this week trying to be like, oh, let me refresh a few sure. here. And I actually watched that one. Um, all right. The only two on my, I have two lefts on my left. How many do you have? Uh, four. All right. Um, what's some honorable mentions for you then? All right. So big honorable mention, Oberyn. Okay. Um, Oberyn, he's progressive. He comes from this progressive region where women have rights and, you know, and all that stuff. And so he has these daughters that he's like grooming to take over for him. And so I like that, you know, he's not like buying into the rest of the kingdoms, you know, stuff. He kind of does his own thing, goes his own way. I think he's the only bisexual character that we see besides the other Dorn. Yeah, right. Besides, yeah. Um, So that's cool. Um, When the prostitutes. Right, all of all of our, I guess, does does count. Um, but yeah, so, and I just like that he has that scene where he there's some Lannister uh, soldiers in the whorehouse, right? In the whorehouse, and they're all talking shit, and he stabs a dagger through one of their hands and pins it to the table, and he says, "Do you know why all the world hates a Lannister? Because they think that their gold and their lions and their golden lions make them better than everyone." Right. <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah, he's. He's really good on the show because the actor they got on the show is really good as well. Like I yeah. think that makes it Pedro it Pascal yeah. stands out a lot more. Um, I wanted to mention the Hound, yeah, because I think the Hound story, the backstory is really good. He has a lot of at first you're like, oh, he's clearly the bad guy, you know, he's not a good person, and then you learn like, oh, he's just a victim like everyone else. Has this <laughs> fucking shitty right. scenario. What was he supposed to do? Not right. do what Joffrey told him to, right? Um, and it's real deep, but then. Eventually, him and Arya have their whole thing, and then yeah. you really start to like him a lot, you know, during that in the book and in the show. So I really like the Hound a lot. Uh, my next one's Jorah. Okay, um, I just feel bad, you know. See, I just, never liked Jorah. Jorah just, you know, he he's a lot creepier in the book. <laughs> That's I think why. Yeah, because in, in the book, he, you know, he probably wouldn't make my list of top book characters. In the book, first of all, in the book, Daenerys is like twelve, right? So when she's getting. 
uh, fucked by Khal Drogo in the book, it's like super creepy. Right. In the show, it's like, oh, look at these hot people. But also in the in the book, Khal Drogo never rapes her. Right. Like the, even the first time they have sex, the only word in um, Westerosi that he knows is no. And so what he'll do is he like touches her and he says no. And she's like, yes. <laughs> and so, you know. Um, all right. My only other one I'm going to mention is Marjorie because I think she's the most attractive woman on the show. God, so I put so her hot. I put her as number 10 on my list in case I had to have one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, no. Marjorie is super hot. And she's also also just better than Cersei at the game. Right. You know, which is infuriating for Cersei. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's also not a terrible person. And that's a big part of why she's better than Cersei at the game. Right. You know? She genuinely was like, let's help some sick kids or right. whatever. Right. <laughs> it's fine with that. And she's also the only person that ever has a positive impact on impact on Joffrey. Right. And Joffrey honestly should be on my list because I tell everyone he's my favorite character <laughs> just because they're like, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> I really feel for Joffrey. Like even yeah. in the books, I was always like, I felt he real bad for He just wanted his dad's him. approval. When his dad's approval, his mom spoiled him to a ridiculous amount. He got power way too young. He's yeah. inbred. He's going to have some <laughs> shit wrong with him. Yeah. Um, he just never had anyone to teach him how to do anything correctly. Right. And so I just always felt bad for Joffrey, and I like him, but I understand he's an evil little <laughs> shit or whatever. Right. Um, so then my only other one is Barristan, which you said earlier. You're, right. you're not going to have Barristan on your list. <laughs> I love Barristan. I like I even do the book a lot. show Barristan is a bitch for dying to a bunch of untrained, random guys with daggers right you know that would definitely not go down like that he in the has books. his own book own chapters and then book next book that ever comes out because i've read right. it one of the sample chapters so i think that'll help his character a lot yeah and he it has such a cool move in the book that you can't do in the show and i get it of like he secretly shows up in Daenerys camp for a book yeah, yeah, yeah. and then reveals himself and in the show you couldn't because you'd be like oh that's that old guy from season <laughs> one yeah so i get you couldn't but it makes it better. I, I just know. love the scene where Joffrey dismisses him and he takes off his sword buckle and he throws the sword and he says, there it is, boy, melt it down and add it to the others. Right. And uh, so, the, and then so the, the, the King's guard steps forward to like defend Joffrey. Right. And he's like, even now I could cut through the six of you like carving a cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, and you learn more about him too. Like I'm really excited about the Robert rebellion prequel. Yeah. Only because we're going to get to see uh, Queen of Thorns. I bet they make her a role, oh, even I'm if sure. there isn't one technically sure. in the lore. And uh, I'm sure Selmy will be a big part. Like, There's a yeah. lot of good characters I want to My Honestly, if we were doing off the universe and off the show. Wait a second. Are they doing a Robert's Rebellion prequel? I don't think they are. Oh, no, you're right. They're yeah, because they uh, said that, that that story's already kind of been told they're doing tangentially. The no, they're doing an Age of Heroes one. Is what I heard. Mm, maybe it's right. a it's one it talks about like how like the first time the Night's King came like the long mm. night. Oh, okay. It's about yeah. I'll look into this personally. I would love, and I've said this too many times. Duncan Egg is my favorite. I love the Duncan. I Egg would short love stories. a Duncan Egg like movie trilogy. See, I want I think a video be great. game. I think Ooh, that would be everything cool. that is the because be- it's it's the Last of Us. You're like <laughs> Dunk and Egg is your like Ellie. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god! And then ever since I've thought about this, I'm just like, man, it'll be so good. But they would have to like get a good fucking video game company to make it. You couldn't give it to some fuckers in Poland that ain't made another (laughs) video. They make mobile games, and now they're like, oh yeah, make this for us. Like you're gonna have to get someone really good. Yeah, I'm excited uh, that there might. He says he's gonna have twelve of those eventually, and he acts like he's been writing them. And I'm like, you better been writing something, motherfucker. I don't don't think he's writing anything. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna put out Winds of Winter. And then he's going to die before he puts out anything else. 
sad. I hope he has at least something in his will where he's allowed someone out there to finish it. Yeah. That would be cool. Like, maybe he has someone in mind that's like, I know that guy can. Um, but, all right, man, thanks for coming on talking about Game of Thrones. I, you know when the new show, new season starts? April? Is that right? Uh, I think so. I'm Beginning not really of sure. Beginning of April? I saw someone posted a commercial, but I haven't watched it. I'm like, I don't want to watch anything. <laughs> just let me know the day, and then I'll fucking watch it that night. Like, I don't need to watch any trailers or anything like that. But uh, you got anything else, man? No, man. I think that's all. All right, dude. Thanks Peace. for having me. Deuces.